Welcome to the Century Church Podcast with Dr. Patrick M. Quinn. You can find out more information about Century Church at www.century.church or download our app at the Apple or Google Play Store. Hey everyone, welcome back to our series called War, Fighting the Battles That Matter the Most to Us. This is the final message in this series, and I've been so excited about the, the things that matter the most to us right now that God has laid on our hearts, like our family, our friends, our spouse, our community. Today, we're going to learn how to fight for our church. We want to learn how to fight really for our church. And this is a big week, by the way. This past week has been a huge week, a big week in my life, and probably in some ways a big week for many of you that are a part of the Century family. I mean, first of all, last Sunday, we opened the well And I hope that you had an opportunity to be there. If not, I hope that you will make your way there on October 18th as we begin our very first Sunday morning gatherings at 10 a.m. It's going to be an exciting time. Mark it down on your calendars. But that was huge this past week for us to open up the well on our very own piece of property. We also officiated Debbie Deermeyer's Celebration of Life service. And so many of our church family gathered around the Deermeyer family and the Causey family. And it was a special time on that piece of property. And then the very next day, I flew out to Haiti. And that's where I'm coming to you right now with this message today is actually from Ikondo um, in Haiti. And I'm working on some job creation efforts here. And then as well, yesterday, we celebrated our third anniversary as a church family. That's right. Three years of journeying together as a church family. And so Century Church has been such a great community, such an amazing place to be, and such an epic adventure that we are on together as we put our community first, as we grow into relationships that matter, as we always want to be growing in our faith, and as we're doing it all with a sense of adventure. And so today, I want to just simply ask you a question. Are you fighting with or for your church? That's been the question every single week, whether it's been in your own life or your spouse or your friends or your community, right? Or your family is that, are you fighting with or for your church? We've probably all seen occasions if you've been involved in church for very long, where people fight in the church, where the church looks like a a bitter battleground, where people are fighting with one another. And I just want to ask that question today, because we live in a world right now where everyone's taking sides, where there's a lot of grumbling and complaining, and where there's a lot of things that are happening right now that are frankly disturbing. And so when you think about it for our own church for just a few moments, are you fighting with or for your church? You know, there's a passage of scripture that I want to introduce to you today. It comes from Colossians chapter 2. And Paul is writing this passage to this church, um, and, and I love what he says because it's my heart to you today, and it's, I hope, your hearts to one another in the church family. And so in Colossians chapter 2, verses 2 through 5, he says this, My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. You know, when I think about that passage, I think about the encouragement and the love and the support that Paul has for his church. So I ask you again, are you fighting with? or for your church. And so as we think about this today, as we get ready to go back to Sunday mornings, as we get ready to go back to being invested 
in-person gatherings every single week as we continue the mission that God has put us on for these past three years as we find ourselves inhabiting our piece of property on a regular basis so that we can pass that on to generations of people who would declare the salvation of Jesus Christ. I ask you, are you fighting with or for your church? So for a few moments, let's talk about how do you fight for your church? How in today's world would would Paul's message come alive in us? And how do you fight for your church? Well, I think it comes down to a few things that Paul wrote in that in those few verses in Colossians. And the first one is this, encourage. Paul is such an encourager. I mean, you hear it in his words. You can feel it in his heart. If you just read those passages slowly, those scriptures, those words on the page, you can feel his encouragement for his church. You can feel his support for the church. You can feel that he is speaking good words over his church. Hey, so I want to do that for you today. I hope that you know how much I love what you all are doing as part of the Century Church family. I am simply amazed at the ways in which you have loved and cared for and and encouraged each other. Every time I see it on social media and life groups gathering and hanging out together and serving together and, and, and bringing new people into the church, the way that you have encouraged people. Hey, today, double down on that support one another, speak good words to one another. In Debbie Deermeyer's words, go be the light to one another. Like do those things that will bring life to people. We've got enough battlegrounds that are happening. We have enough people choosing sides in lots of different places. You know, for me, with, with all of the unrest that is going on in our world and especially in our nation right now, and as I've had a chance to sit in this beautiful place again in Haiti, It is just a reminder to me that I need to be a person that is speaking the light into other people, to to be an encourager, to go speak good words over the staff of your church, to go speak good words over the leadership of your church, to go speak good words over people in your life group, people on your serve teams, to go speak good words and to support one another. Life is tough enough. Let's not make it any tougher on one another. Like, let's be encouragers. Fighting for our church means that we are encouragers. Hey, the second thing is love. Paul loved his churches. He loved the churches that he planted. He loved them so much and he wanted them to feel that love from him. But where did that love come from? That love comes from God because the scriptures are clear. God loved us first. God loved us first. And and as God loves us first, he desired unity in the body. He wanted to see unity. And, and I think that we find our unity in learning to love one another. It doesn't mean that we're always going to have the same ideas about everything. It doesn't mean we're going to vote the same. It doesn't mean we're going to think the same. It doesn't mean that everything in life is going to be the same. We're not looking for uniformity. We're looking for unity. We're looking for people to come together amidst our diverse and, and, and different lives and lifestyles and thoughts and ideas and the way in which we go about living our lives. But we are looking for unity in loving one another and to encourage one another, equip one another and help each other through this life. Like, let us be known for the way in which we love each other, the way in which we extend grace and truth to each other, the way in which we encourage and hold one another accountable. Let us love one another. You know, I'm reminded of another passage of scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Those beautiful words that so many of us know from being at weddings, but these words should really 
pierce our heart as we hear them and learn to love one another. He writes, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, Paul writes, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And then he says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. These are tough words to live by, everyone. I mean, when you really look at 1 Corinthians 13, it means you're going to get in the muck and the mud of people's lives to love each other to seek unity in the body of Christ, that others may find it contagious and curious enough to come and investigate it. And that's how I feel like some people have come to Century as we celebrate this third anniversary, is that people have come because they've seen how we have loved each other. They've seen how we have encouraged one another. I want to remind you in times like this, we need to be that voice in our community. We need to be the light. Hey, the third thing that I see Paul talk about with his churches, and especially in this passage in Colossians, is the ability for us to grow together. It's such a beautiful thing that we get to grow together and our children get to grow up together. And, and how do we make sure that we're growing together in the Christian uh, tradition, in the way in which we know that we're following Jesus? Is simply, I would break it down into what we ask when they say, I want to be um, a member, I want to be a, a faithful follower in this local church, is we ask them, you know, will you support this church with your prayers? Growing means to grow in your prayer life, that you have a relationship with God. Because if you can grow that relationship with God, it's so much easier to grow relationships with others. Why? Because you start having a compassionate heart. You have a heart that wants to be in relationship with others the way that you want to be in a relationship with God. So you develop a prayer life. So, so growing together in a body of Christ is growing a prayer life, is, is your presence. You cannot grow together in a church and fight for your church if you're not present in church. So listen to me. If you're watching this, we have been virtual for seven months, everyone. It's time to get back in person. I want you to make Sunday mornings a priority. I want you to be there. If you're out of town, fine, catch it virtually. But other than that, make sure you're at the well. Make sure that God's word is speaking over you. Make sure that you're lifting up the songs of praise. Make sure that you are bowing your head in prayer and that you're receiving the blessings of God to start off your week in a beautiful way. Make sure you are present. Bring your gifts, your gifts, your, your gifts, your financial gifts. Look, many of us, we get hung up on the money part, right? But to bring our gifts and to collectively lay them at the feet of God is to be reminded that our money is not our God. Our money is not our idol. And that though we have money to live and we've got to have money, we do not let that money dictate every decision in our life. And I've learned that firsthand is that when you give, God is more than ready to show you other blessings in life and more than ready to show you the ways in which he would have you to, to go and direct your path and your resources and the, really the whole of your life. And so to bring your gifts also says we're a part of something together. We're building something together and we are desire to see God move with our financial resources. So to fight for your church is to bring your financial resources, your gifts. It's also to bring your service 
Can I speak for just a moment about that? We have an amazing church that has been really generous. So many of you have been generous financially. You've also been generous with your time. I love that. So many of you, you give of yourself sacrificially with hours on end dedicated to your church and to the kingdom of God. I want to encourage you once again and love on you today. That that is incredible to me. I have sat here in Haiti offering prayers to God for century yesterday on our third anniversary. And I was thinking how amazing it is that you have been so faithful in the way in which you've served. Some of you, it's time to step up. It's time for you to fight for your church and to be a part of a local church. I want to encourage you today to do that. And then finally, your witness. When we ask people about being a part of this church, prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. What is your witness? It means that people would know Jesus through you. That that when you're out and about, when you're at the football game, when you're out at your kids' activities, when you're in the community, when you're in the workplace, whatever it is, that people would know you and know Jesus. They would see Jesus in you. They would, they would know the love of God flowing through you by the power of the Holy Spirit, that your witness, that people would not have to guess or that people would not be surprised to find out that you were a part of a church or that you're a Christian, that they would know you, that your witness would be loud and clear as to who you are and whose you are. So look, That's how we grow together. And Paul speaks about it, right? In Colossians, carrying on from the passage of scripture I read to you, in six and seven of chapter two, he says this, so then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. That is the heart of century, is to be rooted and growing in Christ and to overflow with thankfulness out into a community that we say then community first, because we want to be the hands and feet of Christ going out into a community to love on them and share the love of God with them. So the last thing that I want to share with you today is to be committed. How do you fight for your church? You encourage one another. You encourage. We need to be encouragers. If you're not a natural encourager, it's time to think through that a little bit more. You got to love Love like you've never loved before. Our world needs to be filled with a whole lot more love with all this conflict in the air. You got to grow, grow together, get involved in life groups, serve together, show up, pray together, all of those things. And then in the end, be committed, be committed. Don't just be someone who's interested in the church. Be committed to being part of the church. Community first, relationships that matter. Uh, We're going to grow forever. We're going to do it all with adventure. Be committed to that vision. Be committed to the values of what it means to be a follower of Jesus and the mission that God has sent us on there in Pike Road, Alabama and in the surrounding area and do it all with a great sense of adventure. That means we get to be creative and innovative. Would you look around that 23 acres of property the next time you're on it and just dream with me about all the possibilities and all the ways in which not only this generation, but future generations will come to know Jesus the Christ as their Lord and Savior of their life. Committed, to be really committed. Paul writes in Colossians towards the end of that chapter that I was reading in 13 through 15, in the, in the end of this passage, he says this, and when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us of all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. 
I love that passage. And that's what I end with today is that to be committed means to realize you've been set free to go and serve and love and give and be a part of something that is moving this world and bending its heart more and more back toward God, the God of all creation. And so to be committed to that, to be committed to that in your local church, to be committed to that in your workplace with your family, to be committed to the mission that God has set us on as a church. That's how you fight for your church. You encourage each other. You love each other. You grow with each other and you be committed to each other. So I want to challenge you as I close out um, here on this uh, beautiful day in Haiti. And um, this is my, I think my 20, I believe this to be my 22nd visit to this nation. And I'm always just blown away about the grace of God and, and the way in which God moves my heart here. And so I've been doing some things over the last 48 hours or so, um, as well as part of the reason that I'm here. But I've, I've been praying for you. I've been praying for our church. And, and I want to call you to pray today, because today is our day of prayer, because today is the weekend we celebrate the third anniversary of Century Church. And so from three to five, this is our day of prayer. I want you to make your way to our land. From three to five, come out for some come and go communion and to just simply say prayers over our property. Now, look, nobody's going to ask you to pray out loud or come grab your hand or ask you to do anything that you're uncomfortable with. They're going to embarrass you or nobody's going to do any of that. You're just going to have an opportunity to walk our land, bring your bag chair or whatever, go sit somewhere with your family, go bring a blanket, bring a picnic lunch if you want. Whatever you want to do, stay as long as you like, um, grab a friend or two, come alone, whatever it is. And I want you to say prayers over our property. I want you to say prayers. I want you to ask God to do something magnificent, something miraculous. I want you to ask God to surprise us. I want you to ask God to bless us. I want you to ask God to convict us and for us to live into the calling that God has given us as a church, you and for me. Make this a priority. Pray for our church. How do you fight for our church? You pray for our church. So please show up. I would love to see well over 100 people through those two hours receiving Holy Communion and praying for our church. Read your Bible, talk to some people, whatever it is, but make sure you come and say some prayers over our church. And the last thing that I want to share with you if you want to fight for our church um, is simply serve in the church. We have many opportunities that we need people to step up. We, need, we, are, we are opening up our piece of property and there are many things that we do not know. There are many things that I will tell you that I'm learning on the fly. I never intended on opening an outdoor venue as a new church plant pastor, but that's exactly what we've done. And so we're learning new things as we welcome the entire community to the well on Marler Road. But that means we need some people to step up and serve teams. And there are opportunities that you will see probably right here in the chat and on our app and on our webpage and on our social media outlets, you will see ways that you can get involved. And if you don't see those ways, then email me and I will help you get involved. But whatever you do, pray for our church three to five and show up for your church by being a part of serving in the church. Look, we've had seven months away. It's time, everyone. It's time to fight for our church. And as I close today, I want to share with you. I thought there was a time we would maybe lose our church over COVID, over our inability to meet together. I am so impressed with all of you. I am so thankful for all of you. You have held fast to the vision that we have. You have bought into the mission 
and you have said yes to following Jesus in Pike Road, Alabama, through Century Church, and we have come out on this other side, I believe, stronger because of you. So I just want to encourage you today. I want to love on you today. I want to encourage you to grow today. And I want you to stay committed to the vision and the mission that we are on together because we are doing something very special. Your generations will look back and they will be thankful that there were some pioneers that started this church and that ultimately there were people's lives that were changed and transformed in the name of Jesus Christ. So I hope to see you in a few hours where we can pray for our church together. And I hope that you'll jump in with me and help to serve in our church together as we continue the work that God has placed on each of our lives being a part of Century Church. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, we bow before you today and we give you thanks and praise for the opportunity to be a part of your grand idea of bringing people into a relationship with you, Jesus, through the church. Lord, we thank you for our little small outpost in our little corner of the world in Pike Road, Alabama called Century Church, where we get to extend that vision and mission. And so God, I pray over our church. Thank you for the past three years and for what you're about to do in this next year and the future years to come. Thank you for the lives that have already been transformed, baptized, and moving closer to your heart, and for the ones that will be coming in the future and for what you will do. God, we know that it's a war out there but you have brought a, an amazing group of people together that call Century home. So we give you thanks, God, for the relationships that we, have, that we have today with one another and the new relationships we are about to meet as we open up the well on a regular basis. We know you're going to bring new people. And so God, help us to continue to be that church that welcomes people, not just to Century, but right to you, Jesus, the thing that you have for each one of them to experience and be blessed by in a relationship with you, God. We love you and we thank you. And all God's people said, amen.